on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, the final episode for 2021. How exciting. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And we are, of course, your weekly movie podcast for reboots, remakes, sequels, adaptations, and why we keep telling these stories over and over again. And today we are talking about a movie that posits the exact same question in The Matrix Resurrections, <laughs> the fourth in the uh, live action theatrically released versions of The Matrix. There's, of course, also The Animatrix, The Enter the Matrix video game, and The Matrix Online. And one thing I think we really need to address first is I can't think of one other property that had full creative control to its directors. And they were just like, we're going to make a game. We're going to make an online game. We're going to hand that off to some other people, but we're still going to have a hand in it. We're going to make an anime. We're going to make a movie. And all four of those will be like basically in the same year. Yeah. Like that, is, uh, that is an achievement. That is an achievement. <laughs> yeah. And they were um, using people while they were shooting one of the films to do the cutscenes for the other. I was like, that's impressive. Well done. <laughs> oh yeah all i really want is a cut of the matrix reloaded with the scenes from enter the matrix in put it. in but no <laughs> um, i understand that that's part of a special blu-ray that was somewhere once but i want it now and i, I want, want it, it immediately now yes uh but of course here we are after 20 years probably one of the most dormant franchises in our sea of reboots remakes, sequels adaptations and spin-offs one of the few that was left alone but it's back. What did you think, <laughs> Terrence? Uh, yeah, I think Ghostbusters is probably the only other one that's kind of had been as dormant as that. Although oh, we have a 2016 one, so they had a little bit of a cheat code. Uh, for this, I dug it. I, 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 it's surprising me because I, I did not go in thinking that I was going to like this. I felt like I'm not going to want to see this. And um, I am mixed on the sequels. I still think Matrix 1 is one of the best things that has ever happened. I think it was uh, both... Uh, uh, a marvel in the achievement at its time for action films and what it was doing with the the way that thing that kunk that wire foo and all of that stuff i thought that was very impressive for its time the second and third i like aspects if i could just kind of take chunks out of each of them and put them together i think it would be a great film that highway sequence is phenomenal uh so getting to this i was like ah we'll see what we got 20 years keanu reeves doing the, the, the greatest hits of his his catalog i'm into it uh and i was i was shocked how much i kind of Doug, this weird, it, this is a really bizarre, like hybrid type of a film. It, it, it is super meta. It's like I'm winking at you while also being on the other side of the wink and looking at the wink as it's coming to me type of thing. It's very, um, I, I, Wes Craven's uh, New Nightmare is what pro popped in my head immediately, where it's like we're going to step outside of that world and sort of look at it and say, what if this is all like a video? We said that this was a video game and you design this and your are your memories your reality or have it gone too far i'm like oh god you are i don't i am not high enough to to, to have to be where you're trying to take me um but i love it because what it all comes down to and and, and it's a story about love and for me i'm a sucker for love stories and i know that is what's going to either turn people on or turn people off from this movie because there's not much there's not a great deal of action and the action that happens is not as stylized or even as well choreographed the stuff that happens before the action is more so a byproduct of the story that they're trying to tell which is the love and that love story and, and trinity and neo being the ones each of them being the one and sort of being that love uh conquers all type of story is what this is all about and i'm a sucker for that and, and it works for me uh so i dug it when it was all said and done uh it does get a little bit it's a little too long there's a, there's a smooth 30 minutes of this that could be, be, be cut out of this. 
but all in all, I did enjoy the ride of seeing these characters back together again and kind of seeing that uh, Neo and Trinity, who were basically the heartbeat of this entire series, uh, back back in the back in the saddle, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I really liked it. There were so many moments where I think out loud, I was just like, "Oh my, what? What? Wow! <laughs> Whoa!" Like there was just so much cool flair that almost all of its flaws I didn't mind. Where every now and then I was like, "Well, that's a," because there was some like some goofy lines. Every now and then I felt they were they were trying a little too hard to be like Marvel funny. Yeah. And even um even our new Morpheus, Yaul, I was like, you know, he's he's playing it a little too cool sometimes. When he's in the loading screen, I was like, ah, you're a little too the loading a screen too much fun in there. And I wasn't sure the tone when he first came out of the bathroom and he did the he repeated um Lawrence's line and did it again and kind of explained it. And I was like, okay, I'm I get where the meta were going with this and especially when we started like transposing old scenes on top of it. But I was like, I don't know what tone of humor he's using because that tone has never existed in any part ever before in this Marvel universe. I mean, in this uh, Matrix universe. In the Matrix. And, that, yeah. and that's both good and bad, right? Because on the one hand, I was like, oh, this is so unique to the rest of the Matrix movies, which I feel like when we talk about reboots and remakes and sequels, part of it is like, well, try something new in this franchise. This is where you can play with some new stuff. But there was also a weird disconnect because I wasn't sure if the comedy was just making fun of the old movies, if we're making fun of like our own hooked into nostalgia minds, or if he was just trying so hard to wake up Neo that he was like skipping paces of like, oh, the Matrix cannot be shown, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And I was like, are we just trying to get through it or are you trying to do some like Rocket Raccoon stuff? Yeah, it's like, are you trying to take the piss out of something that is pretty well revered for most people? I was like, I don't know if I appreciate that. And the only reason I kind of was went along with it is because the creator of that is still here. It's not like another person outside of this is 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 at the helm. So I was like, all right, yeah, fine, I, it, I'll it accept was, that. It was an interesting way, I think, narratively of just kind of even being in that meta world of like, this is what we do. Every time you sit down to watch a new Spider-Man movie, he gets bit by the spider. The mm -hmm. Wayne's parents keep dying. Every Star Wars movie is the sins of the father. Every James Bond has a cue. Blah, blah, blah. Like there, there was kind of an underlying subtext of like, you already know this. this so does do. Thomas Anderson. Yeah. But this is what we have to do. We have to do it. Your brain and your memories and your reality won't allow for anything new until we bathe you in and this nostalgic bullshit. This, yeah. And that's... And I, it's fascinating that we have two movies this year that do that, like from both from Warner Brothers, like both Space Jam and this are like products of this Warner Brothers machine. And that's what they're well, I thought about that a is. lot, bro. I was like, it's interesting <laughs> that the Matrix Resurrections is basically a thesis paper on why Space Jam 2 is a cosmic waste of time. <laughs> like it's a, sort of interesting that their like second big blockbuster was being like, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I also always appreciate, like, one thing I think that I, I said earlier about The Matrix is this is the only time that I can really think of where we have the original creator through all of it mm -hmm. and in its return. And you never really get to see, and, and all the Wachowski movies are very much like this, even when they, they aren't necessarily as successful in their objective. But most big blockbusters are so formulaic and cookie cutter and 
Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Bond, Fast and the Furious, all of these things hit the same beats and explore the same themes and are shot the same way Mm -hmm. and have the same style. And it's pretty cool that there's this other weird franchise that almost every time they're like, go big or go home. Let's do something different. We're going to do, because like the, the movie crams in so much. We cram in this bizarre game design storyline this hyper meta awareness we expand the world of the matrix which we'll talk about in a minute we bring back all of these old characters we overlay them with new people we're talking about memories reality market research versus like arts we're still having conversations of gender and sexuality and philosophy and it all comes back to our binary idea of reality and fiction and what happens when you let fiction take over your reality mm-hmm. and all of this is in one movie. And when you look at that, you're like, well, of course, half the audience is annoyed. Check They're overstuffed. It's too much. Like it's, it's so, and I'm a, but a part of me is still like, good on you for being like, let's cram it all in. I feel like a lot of this, I mean, I think this is why sometimes Matrix Revolutions, the second one, like it, uh, they, Reloaded. The second one has a, a bit of a, a hard time with people because there is a lot that they stuff in there, but they give it, at least in that instance, they gave it an entire film. This feels like the story that the Wachowskis were telling in all three of those movies, like, are we going to update that and do our own thing with it and then just shove that into one film? And that's what sort of what happens here. Uh, and I don't, I don't have a problem with it. My brain was able to kind of like ride along with it, but I get how people were just, I'm checking out. Like, I, I, I'm done. And, and there are a lot of familiar beats in this. And I think if you if you don't look at this as as being super meta or if the love story that's a part of it, you can walk away saying this is just literally the exact same thing as we've done before. Um, and that's a trap that could happen for people. And it, it's very interesting to have this thesis of like, all we do is retread stories while you're retreading a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, yeah, but I they, there were so many cool other ideas in it and i think it's a shame that we didn't really get to expand on all of them and i'm seeing a lot of like oh it should have been an hbo max show and i I kind of disagree with that because i think by the third episode we would have been like do we really need a whole hour about the merovingian and all this stuff like do we really need two episodes of like game designer thomas anderson yeah uh i don't i sort of just like the the idea of like, well, the machines to keep him subservient, put him in this trap where he's making the matrix. So he now thinks that his memories are fake and that's how we have him trapped. Mm -hmm. We've convinced him that his reality is the matrix and what he's in is the real world in a very literal sense. And you've given him this backdrop of like, you're psychotic and you have these pills. And then you do get into this weird, like, they've changed your digital self-image so nobody recognizes you and that's why we couldn't find you and that's why all of these other people are different but some of it you didn't get to do all of right like we spend all this time in the first act talking about Morpheus being half Morpheus half Agent Smith but he's all Morpheus through the movie other than I the very really opening s- sequence that he comes in with them and they recreate the, the, the opening Trinity sequence, he's never really Agent Smith or does anything for the rest of the film Agent Smith-esque. Uh, yeah, I was, I was really waiting. To, yeah. I thought that him and our other Agent Smith eventually were going to be like Mr. Anderson. Yeah. 
it's uh, a, once it's a weird cheat that i think they were there might have been more to it but it, it seemed like that sort of just got left and once he's in morpheus mode full-on then we kind of never go back to the agent smith other than him saying oh yeah that's what i was and then even like you get this giant crew that has these three robots and or sentience now sentience, which i did yes. like that they were like this is what they prefer to be called and i was like oh cool we are doing a like we've adapted them and we've adapted them so far that they also have their own right words that they don't want to be used yeah i thought that was good but then like we introduced this weird like twig robot that's in two scenes and a part of me was like okay let's just not have that character in the movie other than do a fist bump i was like this is, feels very michael bay-esque where it's kind of like hey let's make this little comic relief one that doesn't really serve a purpose other than like hey he looks different physically than everything else that we have right and everything else in the new world this new io we're growing fruit now we're rebuilding the sky and i was like these are all very cool ways of servicing the story we know but we're not really doing much other than being like niobe is more interested in making fruit than freeing minds and there was never a moment where niobe was like yeah we freed enough minds Right, the we have enough people to sustain life here. We're done. We don't. And need some to people anymore. want to be in the matrix. Like it's still a choice yeah. they have. So why wouldn't we invest time in there? It almost felt a little Revenge of the Sith, where you're supposed to see two sides of an argument, but they never really let the other side. Speak. I, I think a lot of that is because Niobe is a character that we've cared about previously. And it's just a nostalgia character. Uh, they don't let her be either fully bad or fully good she's sort of in this gray area and be, and a lot of her decisions go back and forth and thus don't make a lot of sense when you keep flipping back and forth back to back like the fact that she oh, in fact she arrests neo and then in the very next sequence is like yeah that's cool they can roll out i really thought that she, that's why i thought she was talking about morpheus when she's like uh her partner's like oh you're worried and she's like i am but i'm glad he's gone he scares me i was like oh she's talking about this robot the model yeah. yeah i was like oh she knows not to trust that morpheus but we never mm. did anything there right um because i kept being like well if this is code which i also like that now we can free code I was yeah, like, that's, that's also cool. Which, but then uh, it would have led to that at some point in time, I would have assumed that the best way to stop Neo was to probably alter Morpheus's code. Like he would, that would be the easiest right. way, to, I think, to get it. But then, you know, that. that kept begging the question of like, well, where is Lawrence Fishburne? Because clearly this Morpheus is not our Morpheus right. and never was. It yeah. is just data. It's an agent that they've created that Neo's literally created. Because you would think at the very least, now granted, we know that Morpheus is, is, is deceased in, on, in the Zion, in the Zion IO world, and they have a staff reform, but you would think at the very least that if they are putting a code in, or if he's putting a code in, he would make him look like Lawrence in, real, in, in, in the Matrix. Like he wouldn't look like Yaya, which is, which is where that becomes a little bit of an issue. I'm like, uh, is it just that you guys didn't want Lawrence or what? I don't know. It just seemed weird that we weren't using him at least in Matrix mode, considering that Trinity and 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 he looks like 
older versions of himself, I don't see why there wouldn't have been a difference to have him in there as well. Um, if you're putting that cold version of Morpheus on the table. Yeah, it was almost the same way with Smith, where I was like, well, eventually Hugo Weaving somewhere in here too. But yeah. I did I did like the Agent Smith in here. I thought he did a really good job. He did too. I sort of liked that we just continued his story of like, well, I'm free and I want to keep being free. So I'm going to kill this Neil Patrick Harris architect analyst character who was also awesome. Yes. And then just take over just like he did in Revolutions, every agent and do mm -hmm. another like giant swarm. And even just his line of like, well, you could be anybody, but I am anybody. And you're yeah. like, oh, and he and switches we, out and it's great. We've got people jumping out of windows as weapons. And I was yeah. like, this is so like they're just becoming bombs. I was yeah. like, what is going on? This is fantastic. Yeah. And it was and those are those are the things where I'm like, well, this is worth all the bits that didn't work. These these really cool ideas, even not fully fleshed out, are worth yeah. having because I've seen the same 12 ideas since I was 14. Correct. And the, yeah, there are a lot of small philosophy things that they sort of just sprinkle in here that I'm like, ah, oh, that's that is why you guys are that's why we're here. That's why this works. That's why the Wachowskis. We trust both of them. Um, and granted, it's only one of the sisters here, but like we trust them. And you're like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. Even at their worst, the stuff that they, or the stuff that is the least received, because Cloud Atlas, if you kind of watch it, it's actually solid. And like since eight, they they always, even though they might shove too much in there, they're always asking questions. And that's- they're, Yeah, they're always trying to challenge you as a yeah. viewer. They're always trying to make you think. And some of the stuff I really enjoyed partly because it's part of our full-time job, was this weird market research montage of like, well, what do you even think of when you think of the matrix? And Hands I was like- down, and I know this is only something that you and I would love or the people that are in this, but I was like, this, I love all of this. This is, I, I was like, yeah, this I, is- I was like, I need to watch this again because that whole sequence was phenomenal. And I was like, yeah, this is what they do. They take, yeah. they take original ideas and they talk about how the originality is so important and so impactful. And then they try to regurgitate that. And they'll filter it down to the sm smallest or simplest thing that probably is not the heartbeat of it. But they're like, ah, people remember bullet time. So and that's what we'll do. It was such a cool way. Cause you know, now, and not even now in 1999, you could talk about the matrix through the eyes of uh, just a cool action movie, a revolutionary bullet time movie, a trans and sexuality metaphor, a political metaphor, a philosophy, of religion, of both Eastern and Western mindsets. You could you could dissect that from so many different angles. And having this weird scene where they literally are like, what do you think of when you think of the matrix? It almost felt like it was Lana being like, look how, look how good I was, look how good we are. Yeah. This is what y'all do when I ask it. You can't tell me what the matrix is. We've now kind of like gone through this whole thing of like, you can only be shown what it is. And in, in this weird way, this was them being like, they're trying to figure out what this is and you can only be shown it very right. literally. Yeah. And that I was like, man, that's awesome. What a cool way. And then you go through it and it, you you get him into the loading screen. Like the next big thing is this idea of reality again and Morpheus challenging Neo. And it, it's so much less like last time where it was what you can see, smell, hear, taste, touch. These are just electrical signals interpreted by your brain. It becomes 
are your memories even real are they right is what you're remembering remembering correct and then when you push them i love the whole concept of like memories turn into fiction are they any less real i was like oh jesus i what we're just like i had just seen two old high school friends and i went on a walk with one of them and he was like i can't believe you remember so many things and i was like you know we would have to get everybody we went to high school with and piece together our memories like a puzzle Mm -hmm. to actually put it all together and i bet it would still be wrong and i bet that some people would think one thing and some of us would think the other and some of us would think that that had been here on this day, but that was actually, and hearing that moment to me was like, yeah, I feel that. That's how we all kind of are. It's why we have to have pictures and Because people have their also their own interpretations of everything. So yeah, we might both be in there. We may both remember that sequence, but it may, I may interpret it. I may interpret it the way that someone said something to me differently than the way that you interpret that person saying something to me. And therefore it's just completely different reality. For, for both folks, which is that it's fascinating to play with. And then that's like, you know, that's mirrored in such an awesome way when we get to the reveal of Neil Patrick Harris being this analyst, being the uh, successor to the architect. And we do another cool scene where he's moving like the flash and talking about bullet time and how he figured out, you know, the last guy was all ones and zeros and an mm-hmm. equation that must be balanced and the anomaly is an eventuality that has to be, he's like, and I figured out that I can torture you and make your memories and your mind and it makes you a better battery. And yeah, I was like, like I can put is... you on this wheel to keep you doing the exact same thing all the time, but it charges, it makes it you a better worker be for us. And you know, is... you can you can then look at that through the lens of like, that's social media right now. Yeah. Facebook knows that if it shows me the things that are going to upset me and the things that are going to upset you, you and I are going up. to engage and argue and we're going to give it more energy. And I was like, it's it's these kind of things that like make this fourth matrix for all of it's like, well, you know, we didn't really explain how Agent Smith worked. We didn't really get into the nitty gritty of this world and we didn't really understand the agency of this character. And I was like, but they showed us everything going on right now in such Mm -hmm. a weird, twisted, unique way that I don't really care. Because similar to the first Matrix, uh, my third favorite movie of all time, that movie is about 45% exposition and what is the Matrix and how does it work before it just becomes, we have to save Morpheus. And very similarly, this movie is like 80% all of these complicated ideas and sort of catching us up to mm-hmm. where the matrix is and then be like well we got to go get trinity yeah trinity. And i was like it's pretty crazy how these super heady ideas boil down to the most like we just got we gotta we gotta go get somebody yeah we gotta get them. we gotta go get them <laughs> yeah and i'm uh, like well you know they could have just made a really boring thriller where they were like we found neo we unplugged him again he needs to go get trinity and we could have done that in 90 minutes and gone home. And instead we got these weird flying robots and the Merovingian yelling at him in different languages <laughs> and an agent Smith beating him up and him doing these cool running circles and doing like Dragon Ball Z Hadokens and yeah. sitting down with this old Niobe who was just so mad and Lawrence Fishburne tossing a martini, not Lawrence Fishburne, but Morpheus tossing a martini glass out of a window before doing martial arts. I was like, well, this is a much better way to do that story. Yeah, if you're <laughs> going to do a simple, a simple, simplistic chase the egg, 
in this case, Jason Trinity type of thing, then let's let's pepper it up a little bit and, and spice it up a bit. And I, don't, I, think, I don't know what y'all were too mad about other than maybe you had to take too many high school classes at once. Like you just, <laughs> There's a lot of like philosophy and a lot of questioning and, and, and all that type thrown at, at one time. Uh, I can see how that, you I see how you get there. And I also see how people probably went in. You can hype something up so much in your brain where you're like, hey, I all Matrix 1 changed the world and I want this to do that exact same thing. And there's, you're never going to get that point out of this series when it's going to change the world again. Like, that's just not going to happen. But it can there. pose enough questions where you're like, ah, I like that we, even 20 plus years later, we are still asking ourselves philosophical questions about what- And we're real. not doing this in an A24 movie or in a super low indie budget movie. This is a Warner Brothers multi-million dollar, yeah. like yeah. Marvel's never going to make a movie that's no. like, hey, what's gender and sexuality? They're not going to do that. <laughs> right. Like, no, that's not happening. This is, and I'm like, a part of me is just like, yeah, this is the risk you keep asking these studios to take. It's not my fault that it wasn't exactly what you wanted it to be. And it's not my fault that 1999 is gone. That's all you're on some ghost of Christmas past shit. It's not my fault that these things aren't what they were. Yeah. It's not my fault. You're never, I'm never going to feel the way I felt after the first Matrix because I'm not 10. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's the same way. I mean, we, we talk about this. It's the same way with like the, the Star Wars franchise. Like, you're that feeling that I got when I first saw the Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back, I'm never going to recreate that. Now, there are some that hit me uh, in different ways, but I can't expect them, any of them to recreate that feeling I felt when I was a child and I, and I received that because it's going to hit me differently as a child than it does uh, now at 40. Right. So, uh, so, Mike, so with all of that in mind, I just think it was very successful. And I really liked all the Trinity stuff, the, the challenge sitting down with neil patrick harris who by the way needs to play way more villains now because that man became sinister he, he loves um, that he you can tell like he was like, oh, i'm in i'm in go mode like he it was he was pitch perfect when he's sitting down there and he's just like pontificating and talking about everything i was like, oh he's and that that you said that flash sequence when he's running around i was like oh, yes he's having a ball sitting right. there fine we'll let trinity decide he yeah. brings in this fake family and the kids are hurt and need her to go <laughs> His response was like, oh, it's like that would have worked years ago. Women, women making decisions now. <laughs> oh, yeah. When she just comes back at the end and is just beating him and his jaws <laughs> broken and just that's for using kids. Or and a very similar ending to the first one, where I think the beauty of the first Matrix was that we could have just not made more. I'm going to show them what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you, without borders or boundaries. And then he flies up. And I want to say Beastie Boys plays. Um, dun, dun, dun. yeah I think it is yeah and then this one is very similar where it's like well what are you going to do make rainbows in the skies I kind of like that idea yeah that sounds like it could be fun and then they just fly <laughs> off fly and like yep they're going to go do whatever now Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought they did a good enough job of being like well no there was peace but some people but then again you know there are just some ideas like Morpheus tosses out and Niobe tosses it out of like you know a lot of people think that Neo was working with the machines the whole time and I was like, yeah, there's just, there's just so much here. The whole, uh, like, we, we sort of lean in and talk about it, but we don't get into, like, how Neo has acolytes now. Like, there are fanboys of him that just follow him enough. And the one guy's like, I got questions. It's like, I got questions too. But we don't really get into how, we forget that for a great deal of people, like, 60 years have passed in this world, a great deal of those people, he is a god. 
and we don't de deal into that enough other than the people who have already had some type of interaction with him prior. And they do it with the with the one kid, right? In the Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, he brings him the spoon. He said, "You'd understand. You set me free. I'm gonna join the Nebuchadnezzar." Like you kind of get the first act light, and even that scene where he opens and they're all like, "My son is aboard this ship, and please right. guide him and do this and do this and do this." And so, like that's all kind of been baked into the DNA. I just think the Matrix is a franchise as it's asking you to do a little bit of the work. Correct. And sometimes that works. Sometimes with the heady ideas that works. But even like my friend and I sat down after and he was like, well, hold on now. So Smith shoots Neil Patrick Harris and then he has his cool line and then they're attacked by the swarm. But is he on some old Agent Smith stuff where he's controlling the swarm now? Or is the swarm just attacking him leaderless? And if so, where is Smith at the end of this movie? Because he's now just free in the Matrix free, that yeah. apparently Neo can do whatever he wants with. And is there a war? Is there peace? Or was this just a blip in time? And yeah. like they set up Santi to be like, I want to go kill this guy because he killed my parents. Right. But, but suddenly Niobe's also like, you're right. And it's like, well, if they're not really at war, why do you? And I was like, no, those are the pieces that needed. Yeah. We could have we grown a little less fruit and explained that a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. And those are my only like nitpicks where I'm like, you know, we, we just chose to build the world a little bit. And we added so many people to the crew where like the Nebuchadnezzar was like, was five, like five people. people and we wound up wiping a great deal of them off at once. So it became a little bit more like, these are the folks you care about. Whereas this one, there are so many characters in here that I was like, I can't get up my, my I've got Zeke and this. Bugs. I don't even know That's the other it. one's names. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm done. I don't, I'm not learning the rest of these folks. <laughs> yeah. They, and you know, just none of them are as cool as Cipher. That like you're you're right. sort of missing some of those antagonists. Yeah. Like the first Matrix did a good job of having its core philosophy I, of what is real, and then having somebody go, "I actually think the Matrix is more real than the real world." So kick rocks. I think that's I think that is what's sort of missing in in this. Like we know it because we already have the back history. We have seen people who have been on the other side, but this film pretty much all seems pro disconnect from react disconnect from the matrix. Uh, and there's nobody to kind of challenge that question of like, hey, what if we I I I like it here. I want to stay here outside of the villains who is just like Smith is like, I just, I'm here. This is my world. You let me off my leash, I can do whatever the hell I want to here. Um, but he's not in the real, he's not in Zion or the real world. So I, I think that that person who was kind of on the other side saying, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get unplugged. I like it here. It doesn't exist in this one. And that yeah. it seems a little too easy to say, like, just unplug almost, everybody, unplug them all. <laughs> you almost also posit the question, if there's now peace and now it's more like factions, did them stealing Neo and Trinity just like start a war? Well, that, if they were the most biggest source of power for the machines to survive, did they basically just like steal our food? Well, that's what, <laughs> like, where I'm sitting because I don't. We we know that taking Neo off the off of there sort of unleashed Smith and let, allowed him to be off the leash, if you will. But if Trinity is now off, what does that do for him? And what does that do for the world? Because you're right, they those robots sort of put them together and put them in place and just held them and hid them. But if they're not there anymore, does Bedlam ensue? <laughs> Right. It's like it, you kind of start getting under the hood of it, which I think just posits like, are we going to get five, six and a show? And because, you know, we, we do live in this weird world now where you don't really get a movie anymore. You get a movie and the promise of everything else. 
like Dune came out and they were like, well, you're going to get Dune part two and you're going to get the Dune miniseries with the witches and the Suicide Squad came out and they're like, well, don't worry, you're going to get the Suicide Squad, but you're also going to get Peacemaker. Peacemaker. And then yeah. we might also do this. And we did, 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 did. It's like, I, I sort of like that this movie is just sort of going, take it for what it is. We're, you we're might get more, down. you might not. You we'll see not. you later. Yeah. It's kind uh, of refreshing, but it's like, it. it's where I'm getting tired in like the entertainment space where I'm like, everything has just become, we're no longer excited about the thing. We're excited about prospect of the next thing What's next? i can't enjoy, I, it's like i can't enjoy a meal at a restaurant unless i'm looking out the window at another restaurant being built but i can't wait to eat over there next week right like that's all <laughs> yeah. we're doing now yeah and i sort of like that the matrix is, is is this weird mega blockbuster that's going no because they could have been like yeah the matrix 4 is coming out and there's going to be I, an io show and there's going to yes. be a niobe oh, spin-off yeah. and the merovingian is going to get a prequel series I've always been fan, a fan of these big budget, like sci-fi action things that that ask so small things. Like Gattaca, most people don't like Gattaca, but I think Gattaca's freaking brilliant, but it's asking these super, super specific questions in this huge sci-fi world. Give me that, because it's something different, one, but it also is, it's making me think while also still being gorgeous. And I think that's, I think it feeds it to me in a different way where some of those, like you said, those A24 films, while they are still doing some, some of the same things, they're like, I'm going to beat you over the head with it and peel your eyeballs back so that you watch this and we will move at this tone the entire film. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, it's still cool. It's like you said, there's not as much action, but there is action. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't have a high because the first Matrix also is a little action light. It really is until that second one where we're you like fighting in the ballroom lobby yeah. and we're on the highway sequence and you know you don't have any of that. But I'm also sort of like yeah, great. Like I I really enjoyed it, but I don't know how much more there is to say. I think everybody just has to go see this movie and make up their own damn mind. I think this is going to be one of those films that's going to be highly divisive, like the other two sequels for Matrix. Well, I think. You, you cited New Nightmare when we started. That had the same response that this is, where half the fans were like, this is the nightmare movie to end all nightmare movies. And the other half were like, this is the nightmare movie that ended all the nightmare movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, so is, it, that is correct. Um, but, I you know, think... it wouldn't be the holidays without a movie that divides a fan base in half, so... That's correct. We, Star Wars has been holding, holding down the fort for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, they've been, you know, they've been taking the brunt of that for since like 2016. Yeah. So it's nice. Uh, it's nice to someone else to get in there and, and have some fun. I do feel bad for the Matrix in that, in that they are coming the week after uh, something that is so well received oh, in Spider-Man. They're, they're not going to make any money at the box no. office. My theater no. here in Skokie, Illinois was near empty. They've been uh, taking, I, I didn't expect this to happen from Matrix. They've been taking theaters away from, from Matrix and giving them to Spidey because they've been sharing IMAX theaters, but they're like, hey, yeah. you're not filling this theater, so I'm going to give this back to Spidey because Spidey is still filling those theaters. I was like, oh, that's, that's, so that's sad. unfortunate. <laughs> well, you know, it has been 20 years. People did not like those sequels. It's not yeah. like all three of those movies are beloved by anybody but me. <laughs> um, and so like, I'm, I'll just keep, scoop it up the matrix with a spoon i don't think they keep any, giving me stuff yeah there's just nothing else like this blade runner is not like this star wars isn't like this fast nine and marvel and dc aren't like this yeah these are all great movies and i think you should just go see it whether it's on hbo max or in the theater and However i think that's it, just watch it probably our time yeah. i would say yeah uh so that's it guys that was the whole year we kind of we sort of were weekly 
which is exciting. We're like half back, yeah. uh, as are our viewers. So, you know, leave a podcast <laughs> under your Christmas tree for some new people. Leave us a review. And of course, share and subscribe. You can do that at Hollywood ADI on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ezra's Blake. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. And that's where you can find all the other stuff we do <clears throat> across other podcasts. Our Marvel pair up. You can't do that anymore. How do you figure? And all of the reaction videos and show reviews that Terrence has on the YouTube channel. And we will see everybody in the new year. So happy holidays and happy new year. Happy new year. I guess Morbius is starting 2022 for us. And that oh, sounds, that sounds you know, right <laughs> uh so you know keep on rebooting things i guess and we'll see you guys later later